Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. This week we're going to talk about password management and why it's so bloody important for you to do it. And if you don't have one, we'll have clear instructions and links for you to join some free resources with some very low-cost options. Yeah, you all yeah, password cost. manager. Do it now. The part I'm going to talk about is password management. It really has nothing to do from a Catholic perspective, but we're going to talk about why it's so necessary to have a password manager. Why you should have one as a family. And if you don't, we'll give you some free links to some resources and also some very low-cost options that are cloud-based. You're like Kim Commando. You know who Kim Commando is? I do know who Kim Commando is. She's the digital goddess. Yep. I've heard of Kim many uh, times. Absolutely. And I bet she recommends a password manager. I think she does, too. She's very yeah. digitally savvy. Yes. She's quite the digital goddess. Yes, she definitely mentions a password manager. She does not talk about your keychain on specific devices. She talks about well, a password manager. It offers manager. that to you. So I, I think this is something that's good that we should talk about real quickly before we get into more religious topics is the, uh, you know, it, it when you do a password, let's say if you choose a password and it says use this strong password, right? They're trying to give you one. Sure. Yeah. You know, and you're saying that's against you don't like that because you couldn't use it on other devices. Right. Because you won't remember it. Is that what your is that what your claim was? Right. Part, partly. And I mean, even if you're using, say, say you're using an Apple device or an Android device, both will kind of do something similar. But regardless, if all of a sudden you're on a PC, you no longer have access to that password. So then you have to go and open up your password manager on your mobile device or more mobile device that you're using, pull down the password, type it in. If you used a cloud-based password manager, you would have access to that password no matter where you are. Even on an iOS or Android device, it will prompt you when it says passwords and you can choose the password manager you're using, either Keychain or it will list out the other app. One that I recommend yep. is called Keeper. Uh, you don't like Keychain. Keychain is okay, but I would highly recommend using a password manager. You are coming up with the passwords then. Uh, they will also be strong passwords, but then you then own that. See, now when I restarted, it's in there. Once I talked in my password, password 1234, mm. it's, it's, right, it's very cryptic. I like that password. <laughs> Well, so maybe just, I'll put an exclamation point at the end. I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, it's, pro it's probably within the top 10 of hack. Um, anyways, 
So there's also lists that you can find that I will link to where you can go to check, have I been pwned, which means basically has my account <laughs> or my credentials been compromised? You can go put in the email address. They're not storing it. They're just looking it up on the database and they'll let you know, hey, has this email address been compromised? And then it will highly recommend actually it will highly recommend that you go and change any password that you might have used for that email account. And uh, if I bring in a work relevant uh, instance, someone that was maybe using the same password for pretty much everything. And then that password was compromised because it was one that got hacked. And maybe it wasn't their necessarily their work account that was hacked directly, but they gained the password. They tried it across all of the variations and then they were then able to access that individual's work account because they didn't have multi-factor. That's another time on Strange Conflicts podcast, Tech Corner. <laughs> what about, now, what about, um, this is the right book to have, I think, for the first couple of weeks. But uh, um, what about, so you're not in favor of using, like, my birth date or, oh. or, my children's names or anything like that? No, absolutely not. The password manager will help you choose a randomized password that will have all of the special characters, the numbers, the capital, the lowercase, all that stuff. It will automatically do that for you. You do not have to come up with it on your own. You're more than welcome to come up with your own strong password that's 22 plus characters long. But no, it should not be anything that someone could research about or could use a dictionary to try and figure out what the words are. I think people, you know, people have a tough time, you know, in defense of to speak for people just generally. Sure. That they they have a tough time when you get these long passwords and, you know, it's like it's got to be gagzook. You know, I mean, they just have a tough time putting together some gibberish like that with a bunch of special characters in it. I think they like, you know, just better, you know, password one, two, three. Yeah, yes. I'm sure there are many people out there that prefer password one, two, three, or they're, they're let's say summer 21, right? That's popular, <laughs> right? Okay. Or the sports team local to where they are, their favorite sports team. And then the year, or, you know, World Series or Super Bowl or whatever it might be, right? The uh -huh. key here is don't do any of those things, okay? None of those things. We do not want to do any of those things. Um, I would say a Catholic-leaning part of this is is that we've been given or we are allowing other companies that we maybe don't know that much about to harness all of this information, and then we no longer have any control over that. So having a password manager, we now know who has access to that. We now require or use, hopefully we're using just that one password manager where we're storing all of our accounts. Some people will say, well, what happens if that account gets hacked? You can run local versions of most any password manager. You can also run local only that never touch the internet. Those are a little bit more tricky as far as being able to access from device to device, but just depending on what kind of how much you want to disconnect things from the cloud, which is inevitably hacked, 
I mean, uh, name a business that hasn't been hacked. There aren't very many left uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. That's for sure. So, I mean, the reason why we use the password manager is, is it's just another layer. It's not the only layer, right? Passwords are not it alone. But even just that little step can stop someone from trying to be able to hack into your account. And we've been given great gifts of our own identity. And when we just let it be taken from us without putting up a solid defense, I think we need to be putting up that solid defense. Carrie went to the bathroom. Oh, he's back. Yes, I am. And how did you know where I went? <laughs> I could have gone out and gotten a beer. Mm. Okay. Well, that's true. He, he could have changing, done that. Changing his password. I am. He was like, whoa, I can't use password one, two, three, exclamation yeah. point. What? <laughs> What's wrong what? with that? Come on. Dang it. Busted. You knew my password. And capital P. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, you guys got to be watching the YouTube to be able to get the full effect of all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go subscribe now. Link in the description. <laughs> well, somebody has to. Okay. All right. Do I get? Do I gotta talk now? Oh, we did we pray? Yeah, sure we did. No. <laughs> uh, name of the no. Father and the Son and All the Holy right. Spirit. Amen. Okay, I'm just doing it because I'm doing it now. Uh, thank you, God, for this wonderful opportunity to get together with our brothers again and with all of our listeners to talk about you and be with you, God, and talk about all kinds of topics as they affect Catholics all over the world. As we go forward today, please be with us, and we just want to feel your presence as we as we live the Catholic life through you and through this podcast. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Was I close on that? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, I just cut out like a whole sentence. Just just a little block of it. That's all right. It doesn't matter. People Father Luff will come and flog you later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have, yeah. I'm not reading it off a piece of paper like a priest did. I think most, well, so many of them, yes. Okay, I won't. Yep. Go ahead, Bob. What's your first comment? So <laughs> or I you know, I get, a, of a whole. I get a lot of comments on the first, the first portion. I do actually. People send me texts and give me comments about how good the first portion of our podcast is, or you know, they 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 take me to task or something. So today, I mean, today is. Well, I tell you, what a rough last couple of weeks, hasn't it been? With Amen. the situation in Af- Afghanistan Amen. with Amen. The, the soldiers and sailor and uh, soldier, sailor and Marines that passed away, um, you know, the refugees and the instability and fear and the other things going on in the Middle East. And, and of course, the storms, the strong storms, yep. you know, and I. Phil and I were talking about this last night. We are losing. We, we seem to lose our eye on what's important. 
and Phil's going to talk a little bit more about that in the in the main topic area. But you know, one thing to me that just was an indication that we're losing our our focal point on what's important. We're, we follow these storms 24/7, and I'm just as big a junkie as anyone. I have. I have uh, the Weather Channel on, and I swear, you know, nothing against Jim Cantore. I love Jim Cantore. I think he's just a warrior. He's great. But, I mean, he was, like, doing this thing and trying to talk about the wind. And really, is that the point? I think we're watching it to watch Jim Cantore blow away. That's why we're watching it. And we're losing, yeah, partly, right? Our, we're a little we're bit, a little bit waiting to see because because it's driven by a sort of sensationalism for ratings and to make money, and that's not his fault. But I'm just saying it's the kind of the corporate network type fault, and we got away from talking about 170 mile an hour winds that are going to do insane destruction along with the storm surge to all these people, all these lives, all these, you know, people are going to die, all these other things. So to me, I think it's a microcosm of what you're going to talk about, of how we're losing our focus on, you know, really, you know, we're looking at this shiny object, which is a, a weather person who's blowing in the wind. And we're forgetting that we're losing focus on the actual storm itself and i think you're going to talk more about how we do that with god all the time and we need to focus more so so i just want to put it up on a tee for you so you can hit it out of the park well i love that setup bob that's the best ever have you guys ever seen it he's just like again folks you gotta watch the youtube he's just standing and you see, it's pretty bad now. Yeah, you can just see like his skin moving to one side with the high winds and like all of his rain suit and everything right, going one way. Is, right? Yes, absolutely. I totally know what you're talking about. I don't personally have the Weather Channel right now, but I mean, I did many, many times and was in a few hurricanes. So I, I remember well these exact videos. I that, that was a pretty good imitation, show. actually. It was very good. It was very impressive, Bob. I will say that. They got to tune into the YouTube. Otherwise, they're never going to see it as long as someone posts it to YouTube. Yeah. So that's that's we we have to talk to our technical staff about that. Yeah, whoever's in charge of that. Well, that's really all I have. I mean, I'm tired now after all that energy I just expended (laughs) trying to show that I was in 90 mile an hour winds. Yep, I totally understand, Bob. That that was very ravaging on your body, I'm sure. Time for the main topic, and Phil's going to talk about that. Yeah, so we're going to talk about distractions. You know, we have all of, as Bob mentioned, we have so many different ways that we can easily be distracted from the things in the world, right? We can be distracted by different, you know, things that are going to make noise, right? Some of those things in our lives that make noise that pull our focus and our attention away from God. If you're not spending a minimum 
minimum 15 minutes in just mental prayer, contemplating some scripture, a prayer, whatever it might be. Anyways, there's a lot of distractions from what Bob mentioned where there's a hurricane coming, but we're, you know, we're glued or we get drawn into this energy that Jim Cantori can bring, right? Or any of the other meteorologists on the Weather Channel. You know, it seems like every time you tune into the Weather Channel, there's, <laughs> Bob and I were talking about this, there's either the weather event, right, that they're anticipating, maybe the actual weather event, or some reruns of things that don't necessarily relate at all to what you might think is necessarily weather related. This is the conversation that Bob and I had. Or, I mean, even just if we watch our local news or we watch national news, you know, how much of it is distracting? We've got the ticker at the bottom. If you're especially watching, well, even local or national news, there's going to be a ticker at the bottom. So maybe you're reading that, not even listening to what they're saying in the story that they're talking about. You know, there's just all these different distractions. We have our mobile devices that are buzzing and beeping, and we have this thing alerting on our whatever or on our watch or whatever. Right, We have all these different distractions. Again, the devil is very cunning in how he can just sneak in there and just a little bit more noise, a little bit more noise, a little bit more noise, and all of a sudden, we totally lose our focus, our focus on God, our Father. Totally just, he, he gets left behind. We couldn't even spend that 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever, contemplating, just spending time meditating on his word but he wants to speak to us because we get distracted okay none of us are are well, very few of us are immune to that maybe those that live in a monastery or a convent right they they're able to more than likely be void of any of those distractions but these are distractions that we all face whatever the distraction might be it's going it's going to be something that's going to pull us away and God is always trying to tug us back. Just in our gospel, we heard this last Sunday where Jesus is really rebuking again. We get to hear rebuking again from Christ. And, and rebuking for the reason that they're focusing in on something that is no longer important or will no longer be important because of who Jesus is, the Messiah. But he doesn't say, nah, all of it's just gone. No, no. He's always drawing us ever closer to himself so that we can see, hey, look, I'm still speaking to you through these words in this sacred scripture, through these prayers, through others that you encounter. I am going to speak to you. You just have to be ready and open to hear me speak to you. And how often we just get drawn into whatever the distraction might be. We have horrible things happening around the world. A hundred years ago, they didn't know about these events nearly as often as we do. And we just have this 24-hour cycle that is just pounding new things into us so that we can't stay focused. You know, we remember the people in Haiti. We always continue to lift them up in prayers. We'll have this in our closing prayer as well. The, the horrific attack in Afghanistan. And then we have huge storms hitting the United States. Well, we're not alone. There's huge storms hit multiple areas around the world right now as we speak. So 
it's not about just the United States. It's not just about the Western Hemisphere. It's around the world. There's things going on that we need to be lifting up in prayer. But again, not letting those things distract us from that real communion we need to take with God. So we can know about an event that's going to happen, lift those people up in prayer. But again, knowing when to shut it off so that we can still spend that time focused with God in prayer. Even if that means you pause this podcast right now and you spend your 15 to 30 minutes in quiet contemplation, we're totally okay. We totally understand and we highly endorse that. If you're listening to this and not spending the 15 the 10, 15, 30 minutes in contemplation, you should just turn this off. Don't even listen to podcasts until you've done that. That's so very important. It's really the core, and it's what strengthens our own relationship with Jesus Christ, with his church, and then we can better understand. Then it's like taking scales off our eyes to know and understand who Christ is, how he's guiding us through the church, how we might feel alone at times, but still we always ever trust in him and his providence. Terry? Very beautifully worded, Phil. And at no better time than now, with all that we are confronted with, with not only in our news cycle, but in our lives, Phil, you pointed out very appropriately, our phone constantly going off. It is a world of constant distraction. Um, I think back to a movie that was out a few years ago. I'm not going to give it any public, you know, publicity here. But in the movie, it was an animated movie. And in the movie, there was a talking dog named Doug. And Doug would be, you know, going along just fine. All of a sudden, squirrel. And then da 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 squirrel. That's how I experience 95% of society today. We could be having a great conversation and then squirrel. And we just really, really need to take that time to quiet ourselves. And yes, it is easy to get distracted. I myself am very guilty of getting distracted during my prayer because my mind starts to race and get away from me of all the things I have ahead in my day or all the things that have gone on in my day. And I just need to, you know, remind myself, refocus, come back into that prayerful mode, come back into that mindset. And yes, I am guilty of squirrel as well. Um, So I do need to have those constant reminders, but at no time more than now, do we have as Catholics fantastic resources out there to help us in our daily prayer life? Um, Again, I'm not going to give those uh, particular websites, any publication or any, the apps, any pub, but uh, Trust me, they're out there. If you search, um, go on to your, you know, the Google Play Store or the uh, Apple Store. They're out there and they they are some great resources. 
Yeah, when I mentioned this, I was not saying that I am, I, I, I am, that's an odd image, Bob, that I'm, you know, I do not get distracted. No, I totally get distracted. Uh, I think like many other people do. Uh, I will mention one app called Halo, H-A-L-L, sorry, H-A-L-L-O-W, Halo.app as well. Uh, there's portions of it that are free. There's many free trials. They are not a sponsor of this podcast, so that's not anything that we get, but this is a great resource to keep you focused. It has a timer on there where you can just set your time and it will display Gregorian chant or some other just non-worded music. So you can just spend that time and not have to think about, well, I don't want to go too long or I don't want to go past whatever time or whatever it might be. Uh, I've even used Halo at adoration when I'm getting super distracted with all these different things. Now, I've read from many great saints that sometimes you follow that distraction. But usually when I follow it, then I just follow many other roads. So for the most part, sure. I just try to just push it out and then try to refocus myself on my prayer. But Bob, what do you got? I thought Halo was like Call of Duty. Negative. Negative. Maybe that's Halo. Um, yep. H-A-L-O-O. -O. Sorry, H-A-L-O is Halo, the app that is like Call of Duty. Halo, H-A-L-L-O-W, very different. Catholic app that will help with meditation, contemplation, all that. Great resources. Okay, well, I sure do appreciate that um, that movie recommendation by Terry. Thank you for that. I'm uh, watching that this weekend at the cabin. Um, okay. Well, I kind of like ice road truckers, and that's why I watch the Weather Channel. Or is it the tow truck one? Maybe it's tow truck one. Two. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so. Is that heavy or something? <laughs> As it turns night on the 405. It starts to get icy and starts to get dicey. Bill Henneman knows it. He's been working this and riding this rig for the last 25 years. <laughs> We're going to get sued <laughs> by these guys. Of course not. No one's, no one's listening to this, so we're not going to get sued. But uh, I listen. We talk about getting distracted. Here we go, right there. Squirrel. We, Squirrel. Squirrel. We, Squirrel. <laughs> We need to uh, we need to focus, and you know, prayer can be all kinds of. I mean, all kinds of different ways. You know, I mean, you guys talked about different types of things that you need to do and stuff like that. So <laughs> there's a whole lot of different things. You can... <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of things distracting Bob right now. Uh, so the number one prayer I would say if you can't spend time in scripture is just spend time in the rosary. That's the number yeah, one prayer. I mean, Pray that prayer like, every day. So do you mean doing all the the the, the decades or the decades of, of the rosary or just doing the Hail Mary full of grace? I mean what what's your what's your recommendation on that? Yeah, definitely. Just Pray the rosary from beginning to end. I'll link to some free free resources online. But yeah, pray it. Contemplate that life of Christ as you go through each decade. 
and that 20 22 minutes okay if you have a larger family it might take 26 minutes maybe if you have some distractions or got to reset all refocus some kids but spend that time every day contemplating the life of christ and i guarantee the fruits our lady has promised this many times over and over and over again that if we just pray the rosary every day there will be great fruits that are promised to us well i think the uh some of the audio resources that we've used uh like um liturgy of the hours that's audio right ananiah you know, Mishaya. Azariah. Mishaya. Yes, right. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. From Sunday. All or beast any wild solemnity. and tame. All beast wild and tame. You Bless know. the Lord. Yeah. Doing what rain and dew or doing mist. You sons of men. Bless the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You okay, dog? You got, you're situated now? Okay. All right, the dog situated. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's I. I. I think that we live in that kind of world now. It doesn't always have to be a book. There's a lot of other resources out there that you can get on your phone or somewhere else, and you need Agreed. to use those. So, a lot of people spend a lot of time in the car, or they used to. Now they're at home. You know, they can play things like on their computer or on their phone while they're working or if they're on their walk or if they're working out something like that so or even if they're you know taking their break during the day just you know playing something to help them focus and spend that little bit of time in prayer you know that 10 minute break or whatever still taking those breaks because that's good for you to move around and get up uh and then just tap into the hallow app or whatever else it might be uh, pray a couple decades of the rosary. It doesn't mean well, when we say pray the yeah. rosary every day, it doesn't mean you have to sit down and pray all five at the same time. Although that is typically to, what we try to do, but don't expect uh don't expect to always feel different right away or expect a response. I mean, you know some of these things take time. So And our saint that Terry will be highlighting today will definitely highlight um not maybe feeling anything at all from many decades. So just something to contemplate that when you're, when you're in prayer, you may not necessarily get something, hear something, feel something, but it's that continued everyday practice of sticking with your routine that you set up, that you prayed about, you discerned, and you go with it. You don't stop no matter what the occasion. Right. I'm just trying to search for some inner peace and, uh, closerness to God. So, okay. Okay. Let's take a short break and we'll be back with St. Spotlight. Stay with us. Okay, we're back and we have, you know, a big time saint today. A saint that everybody knows. St. Mother Teresa. And Terry is going to do a wonderful uh, expose on her. Terry. All right. Thanks, Bob. Yes, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Her feast day is September the 5th. She is the patron saint of the Diocese of Calcutta, India, Missionaries of Charity, and World Youth Day. If you grew up in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, 
you have definitely heard of this modern day saint. Mother Teresa was born on August 26, 1910, the youngest of four children to Nicola and Dranafil Bohaxiu in the current capital of the Republic of Macedonia. The following day, she was baptized as Agnes Gohana Bohaxiu. Her parents were of Albanian descent. Her father was an entrepreneur who worked as a construction contractor and a trader of medicines and other goods. Her family were was devoutly Catholic, and Nicola was deeply involved in the local church as well as in city politics, and he was a vocal proponent of Albanian independence. Agnes received her first communion at the age of five and a half and was confirmed in November of 1916. From the day of her first Holy Communion, a love for souls was within her. As a young girl, she was very involved in parish activities, and her mother told her many stories of missionaries who inspired her greatly. In 1919, when Agnes was only eight years old, her father died suddenly. While the cause of his death remains unknown, Many have speculated that political enemies may have poisoned him. In the aftermath of her father's death, Agnes became extraordinarily close to her mother, a pious and compassionate woman who instilled in her daughter a deep commitment to charity. Although by no means wealthy, her mother counseled others and extended an open invitation to the city's destitute to dine with her family. My child, never eat a single mouthful unless you are sharing it with others, she counseled her daughter. When Agnes asked who the people eating with them were, her mother uniformly responded, some of them are our relations, but some of them are our people. Drane raised her children lovingly and greatly influencing her daughter's character and vocation. Agnes attended a convent-run primary school and then a state-run secondary school. As a girl, she sang in the local Sacred Heart Choir and was often asked to sing solos. The congregation made an annual pilgrimage to the Church of the Black Madonna in Latrice, and it was uh, on one such trip at the age of 12 that Agnes first felt her calling to religious life. At the age of 18, she joined the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary, known as the Sisters of Loretto in Ireland. It was in 1928 when she said goodbye to her mother for the final time and made her way to a new land and a new life. The following year, she was sent to the Loretto Novitiate in Darjeeling, India. There she, was, she received the name Sister Mary Teresa after St. Therese of Lisieux and prepared for a life of service. After making her first profession of vows in May of 1931, 
she was assigned to a high school for girls in Calcutta, where she taught history and geography to the daughters of the wealthy. But she could not escape the realities around her. The poverty, the suffering, the overwhelming numbers of destitute people. Sister Teresa made her final profession of vows on May 24, 1937, becoming, as she said, the spouse of Jesus for all eternity. From that time on, she was called Mother Teresa. It was, in some, it was on September 10th, 1946, during a train ride from Calcutta to Darjeeling for her annual retreat that Mother Teresa received her inspirational call within a call on that day in a way that she would never be able to explain. Jesus' thirst of love and for souls took hold of her, and the desire to satiate his thirst became the driving force in her life. By means of interior locutions and visions, Jesus revealed to her the desire of his heart for her to take care of the poor. His sorrow at their ignorance of him and his longing for their love he asked Mother Teresa to establish a religious community, missionaries of charity, dedicated to the service of the poorest of the poor. Confirmation of the calling came when the Vatican granted her permission to leave the Sisters of Loreto and fulfill her calling under the Archbishop of Calcutta. She started working in the slums, teaching the poor children and treating the sick in their homes. She was joined a, she, she was joined a year later by some of her former students, and together they took in men, women, and children who were dying in the gutters along the streets and cared for them. In 1950, the Missionaries of Charity were born as a congregation of the Diocese of Calcutta. And in 1952, the government granted them a house from which to continue their service among Calcutta's forgotten. The congregation very quickly grew from a single house for the dying and unwanted to nearly 500 around the world. Mother Teresa set up homes for aid sufferers, for prostitutes, for battered women, and orphanages for poor children. By the early 1960s, Mother Teresa began to send her sisters to other parts of India. The decree of praise granted to the congregation by Pope Paul VI in February of 1965 encouraged her to open a house in Venezuela. It soon followed by foundations in Rome and Tanzania, and eventually on every continent. Starting in 1980 and continuing through the 1990s, Mother Teresa opened houses in almost all of the communist countries, including the former Soviet Union, Albania, and Cuba. 
when a dying person came or was brought to Mother Teresa and her sisters, they were met with nothing but love. They were washed and given clean clothes, medicine, and most important, someone who would hold their hand, listen, stroke their foreheads, and comfort them with love in their last days. In 1971, Mother Teresa traveled to New York City to open the first American-based House of Charity, and in the summer of 1982, she secretly went to Beirut, Lebanon, where she crossed between Christian East Beirut and Muslim West Beirut to aid children of both faiths. In 1985, Mother Teresa returned to New York and spoke at the 40th anniversary of the United Nations General Assembly. While there, she opened Gift of Love, a home to care for those infected with HIV-AIDS. Mother Teresa was also awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. In spite of increasingly severe health problems, Toward the end of her life, Mother Teresa continued to govern her society and respond to the needs of the poor and the church. By 1997, Mother Teresa's sisters numbered nearly 4,000 members and were established in 610 foundations in 123 countries of the world. In March of 1997, she blessed her newly elected successor as Superior General of the Missionaries of Charity, and then made one more trip abroad. After meeting Pope John Paul II for the last time, she returned to Calcutta and spent her final weeks receiving visitors and instructing her sisters. On September 5th, Mother Teresa's earthly life came to an end. She was given the honor of a state funeral by the government of India, and her body was buried in the mother house of the missionaries of charity. Her tomb quickly became a place of pilgrimage and prayer for all people of all faiths, rich and poor alike. Mother Teresa was beatified by Pope John Paul II on October 19, 2003. Saint Teresa of Calcutta was canonized by Pope Francis on September the 4th, 2016 in a ceremony that was witnessed by tens of thousands of people, including 1,500 homeless people across Italy. And I just ran across this quote. I thought it was absolutely so perfect to describe St. Teresa. By blood, I am Albanian. By citizenship, I am Indian. By faith, I am a Catholic nun. As to my calling, I belong to the world. As to my heart, I belong entirely to the heart of Jesus. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Quick little tidbit that I think ties in with our distraction theme, that St. Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, 
would require that her sisters spend an, at least an hour in adoration and go to mass every day. So they would do all that before they would go out and serve others so that they could encounter Christ first. Another note is that St. Mother Teresa had what is called the dark night of the soul, where she never felt that presence of God for many decades never had that consolation where she felt like what she was doing was right. She just trusted in the faith that she had. Didn't mean that she didn't have doubts. She didn't question. All of those things happened, but she always was steadfast in her faith in Christ and his church and serving those that needed it most. A remarkable saint for our times. Absolutely. So I think, so I think, um, She's the fir first, I don't know if she's the first, but she would be one of the first modern day rock star saints that a lot of people could remember and relate to. You know, they saw her, they saw her on TV, sort of like John Paul. And, you know, a lot of these other saints, people have no idea or have no interaction with them or have a tough time humanizing them. And she was easily to humanize. You'd see her speak. You'd see her travel. You know, she she got enough media that you could see her. So, so I think that, you know, there's a lot of value. And I think she tried to harness some of that and some of the message that she was trying to send through that. So, Yeah, definitely a more modern-day saint. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, that was good. Thanks, Terry. All right, folks, it's coming to that part of the show, that part of the show where we ask you, our wonderful listeners, to rate us and to share the podcast. No matter what podcast platform you're on, Apple, Stitcher, or any other type of podcast platform, please rate us five. And that'll help other people find our podcast because we need as much help as we can get. We're asking, you know, currently we're going to be praying for Mother Teresa right after this and ask for her help in her session as well to help our podcast because we need it. So please do that. Please uh, offer us also a, a comment. We'd appreciate hearing your prayer intentions because we're here to pray for you, with you, and about you. We're, we're here to also get good and bad comments we want those so to help improve our show you can put those on the podcast platform but there may be a better place to put them which is strange catholic spot at gmail.com you can also leave us a voice message at strain at anchor.fm forward slash strange catholics and please remember to subscribe to our youtube channel so you can take in the full experience of the strange catholic show Okay, it's time for a final prayer. Take it away. So let us try and quiet ourselves to remove any of those distractions that are pulling us away from God as we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to hear these prayers, these petitions that we bring before you, those that are spoken and those that we hold in our hearts. Pray for the protection of life from conception until natural death. For all those that are stricken by the storms that have been ravaging throughout the world, 
in the United States. Pray for those souls of those lost in Afghanistan. Pray for all of those that might have been injured as well. Pray for their families, for healing, that they may encounter the true peace of Christ. Pray for the people of Haiti, that they may not be forgotten, and that people continue to reach out and assist them in the ways that they are able. Pray for all those that need your healing touch, all of those that need that divine physician's blessing. Pray especially for Gianna, for all those that are fighting cancer, that they may feel the healing touch of Christ, the divine physician in accordance with his will. Pray for all those that are struggling in their marriages, they may draw upon that grace that Christ has given them in this sacrament. Drawing upon that grace and dipping into that well ever more deeply so that there may be healing, peace, and reconciliation. Pray for all those that are struggling to find that peace, that quiet, that time of contemplation with you, that their heart may be ever open to how you're moving around them, in them, and through them. Let them take time to spend meditating on your holy word and listening to you. We lift up and ask for St. Teresa's intercession, St. Mother Teresa's intercession, that her steadfast service of those that are in the margins, those that are often forgotten, that they be ever lifted up. That we find ways that we may serve others through the power of Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us this week, folks. Look forward to talking to you next week. And until then, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers 
and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day, and may God bless you.